Hello, and welcome to TV Donut, the podcast where we watch a television show at random, uh, or at least the first episode and the last episode of season one. And then we try to figure out what happened in the middle, which we call the donut. My name is Hannah. With me, as always, is one of my besties and my co-host. Hello, it's Saskia. Good afternoon, or morning, night, whatever time it is. Could be absolutely any time of the day right now for you. For us, it is mid-afternoon on a sunny Sunday. It is stunning outside. Yes. And yeah. A lot of people are at Coachella this weekend and I have been very much enjoying their live stream, which I will get back to as soon as we are done this. Maybe next year we'll be going ourselves. Oh, one day when we have the money, we will definitely be there. Yeah. For sure. It definitely convinced me that it would be a lot of fun. Although watching the live stream, I think, is a much better view than you would ever get. Absolutely it is. If you were actually there. Yes. Uh, So, Piers Ray, as you may have noticed, is is off again. Absent. He has left us alone. God knows where he is. Some of you may know we had to fill in for him on another podcast, Podcast versus Podcast. Yeah, just very recently. Where I think we pretty much killed it. You should listen to all three of the episodes that we guest starred on. Yeah, they were pretty great. I mean, you should listen to all the episodes of Podcast versus Podcast. That is, there's over a hundred of them. Probably like 116 or 17 now. Eric's ideas are pretty solid, and and Piers' ideas are pretty imaginative, is how I would describe it. And it's a a quick and fun little podcast. Yeah. Yeah, Unlike ours. Unlike. Not not quick or fun. Neither. Serious. It's a very miserable time, you guys. And uh, this episode, we are talking about a TV show called The Fades. Yeah. None of us had heard of it, right? I don't think. I had not, no. Me neither. I don't think Pierce had either. Uh, BBC Three. Yes. As we have previously discussed, there's more than one. It was uh, 2011. Yes, which was uh, only five years ago. And it was developed... Or described, at least, as a miniseries, right? I, I believe it was not. They call it a miniseries now, but I I believe from the research that I did, they intended to do a second season. Uh, like Hit and Miss, it certainly ended v- quite open-endedly. Yes, and so. quite darkly. Yeah, <laughs> yes. That was, yeah, that was definitely one of the more depressing endings, finales, that I... Like, even the last line. Yes, and it just, it raises. It's it's almost, in a way, similar to the Twin Peaks finale, but the Twin Peaks finale is even worse, like, crazier. But it almost raises more questions than it answers. Yeah. So, do we want to talk about our general feelings before I read the synopsis? Yeah, let's do that, actually. Let's do that. Okay, well, please go ahead. How, how did you feel about the fades? Uh, great question, Hannah. I'm not even sure how to answer that. Uh, Jake asked me yesterday how I felt about it, and my response was, it was like, there were parts about it that I thought were really great, but parts of it were the worst thing I had ever seen. Wow. So, interesting. Like, in a way, like, I was on board with a, a, a lot of it, but then at the same time, I'm like, like, what am I watching here? Yes. And yeah, so it was a, it was a clash of... I had sort of a different issue with it, and how I described it was like, all the pieces were felt like they were in the right place. Like, I thought the acting was great. Yeah. I thought the writing was great. 
But I just never bought into the premise. Like, oh. I just wasn't sold on this idea as something that I wanted to spend my time on. This wood's one of the few places in the country not fucked with enough to still have passing places. What? There are holes in the world. Ascension points. There used to be loads of them. The man invented concrete. Look, there's another. What are those? The the lights in their in their chest. They're beacons. When the dead near ascension, their souls shine. Those that pass that light, that'll take over their whole body with a bang. Those that don't, that light turns off. That's when they know they're trapped here forever. So this is this is ascension. This is. This is about heaven. Heaven is a big word. This is about death, kid. Only death. I think I liked the idea, but a, a lot of the reviews I read mentioned that it's a, it's not very original of a concept. Yeah, and that it's a mix of like I think they, yeah it said they said the skins, which is the same creator who is a Jack Thorne. Yes, yes, and he did both the skins, and then afterwards the fades, and several of the cast also. He also wrote the skins. Uh, a long way down, which is a movie that I just saw over oh. Christmas, which is based on a Nick Hornby book about a oh. bunch of people that go to the same roof on the same night to kill themselves, and they make a pact to to not do that for the rest of the year. That's uh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, it's, it is interesting. It's a great book. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, yeah, and I sort of, that's sort of what it felt like to me is that it was, it wasn't, it didn't feel very original or interesting. There was a lot of, um, what you would get out of watching Supernatural in the Mm -hmm. show. Which I have not seen. Yeah. Mixed with, exactly, with, with a lot of, like, feel of skins, and. There was a, another show they mentioned a lot, I don't remember right now what it was, but I will find it. At yeah. some point throughout this podcast. So, yeah, that was sort of my issue with it, was that it just didn't draw me in, really, but I had no genuine problem with any of it. And I think with the BBC, it's like, everything's so high quality all the time. It's sort of like HBO. Like, you may not be into the show, no. but you can't really say it's not good, because it is good. It's just maybe not for you. And I felt like this one just maybe wasn't for me. My favorite part about the show was the relationship between Mac and Paul? Yes. I knew. Exactly. No, but mine was too. It was like I thought that the relationships were really good and yeah. genuine and the characters for the most part were very interesting. Yeah. What I will say about any show that I've watched in the BBC with the their teenagers and kids compared to American shows is that they feel 10,000 times more real. Yeah. To me. It definitely did. And people are always saying, like, oh, I hate characters that are always spouting, like, movie references and, and pop culture references. And it's like, no, that's how we talk. Yeah. That's how people talk now. Not <laughs> everyone talks like that, but everyone knows the guy that's, like, constantly talking about Indiana Jones or E.T. or, like, spend a day in my office. Like, that's all everyone's talking about is yes. movies, movies, movies. Right. It's, so, anyway. And it sucks we didn't get any of that really in the last episode. But even his storyline with uh, Paul's sister was pretty. Like, it's, it, there adorable. was a lot of that movie references still. Yeah, even without he Paul, didn't drop that just... at all. Yeah, 
And my favorite, favorite part about either of these episodes was the discussion, like just how we got to see how much Mac cares about Paul and how he adjusts to like suit their friendship. And the whole conversation when he's telling him, like, you know, we have a deal. Like, when you tell a joke, you wink at me. So I know it's a joke, too. And then we can both laugh together. And it's more fun for both of us. And, like, to think of a teenage boy being that thoughtful, yeah. it's, like, mind-blowing to me. It just, it, I just loved it. I just fell in love with Mac. And he and was we, my most favorite yeah. character in this whole thing. We also, we also learned, like, from... The way they met, the way they became friends in the sixth episode when he talks to Anna, who's Paul's sister, about, like, how it was there for a week because he saw a kid who needed help. Yeah. And he was he was just yeah. there for that. He just moved into and, the house and, like, slept on their floor. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. He's just, Mac is just know, my a, favorite He's a great guy. I know he was great and I loved him, too. Yeah. Definitely gonna look into what else he has done and check it out. Okay, so let's read the synopsis for the pilot and talk about the episode. There right. was a lot. A lot happened in both of these episodes. Yeah, both of these episodes were 55 minutes yeah. apiece. Yeah. Once again, episode one, two, three, four, five, and six. None no, no titles. Get a title. BBC one, two, and three. Get it together. This is even more extreme. Usually, we only have the pilot that doesn't get a title. Like, yeah. None of these get a title. Just terrible. Yeah. So September two thousand eleven. You already mentioned that. I think Paul struggles with home and sixth form life as apocalyptic visions haunt his dreams and a supernatural creature stalks his hometown. When he crosses paths with an outcast loner called Neil, who can explain what Paul is seeing, his life is transformed. That's, that's, it's I, I not can, even super accurate, really. It's, no. I it mean, seems like it's a, the only sense we get that he's having trouble at school is the one line where Mac is like, we're invisible at school. I we're, feel like. We're the unwashed. And the then he like. The summary for the show on IMDb is better than that. Okay, well, go ahead, hit it. Uh, a teenage boy named Paul is haunted by apocalyptic dreams that nobody can explain. As if that weren't terrifying enough, he begins to see spirits of the dead, known as the Fades, all around him. The Fades can't be seen, smelled, heard, or touched by other humans. Um, and yes, then it goes on past yeah. the pilot, so I'm not going to spoil that. It can't be touched by them either, though, right? At least not, at, like, at first they say, like, they shouldn't be able to touch us. No, yes. I think yeah. that, well, that's the very first thing that happens is Sarah, played by Natalie Dormer. Yes. Um, who's uh, the, the queen, Joffrey's bride, bride on GOT. Yes. And ex-lover of... Um, her brother? No. Baratheon. <laughs> her brother's the gay one. Um, yes, Ex-wife of... Ugh. Yeah, sorry, guys. There's I so much on I, Game of yes, Thrones. I, and yeah, I'm just... But her brother got killed by the ghost, right? Yes. By the red lady. Spoilers, sorry. Redly Baratheon. <laughs> that is... Game of Thrones spoilers. We are so excited for it to come back. Yeah, I, I'm really excited. That's uh, like days away now. Yeah. And we should say John, who is the bad guy in the finale, is also a Game of Thrones star. The true... The true um, Owner of the throne, yeah, leader. the true, the true heir to the throne. There you go. That's the word we're looking for. And also, um, one of my favorite characters from Skins, and the reason why I quit watching the show in the middle of the series because of what happens to him. Oh. <laughs> I can. I think a lot of people on this show were also on I that show. Deal with it. It was too much. 
Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So Sarah, who's played by Natalie Dormer, is walking down the alley. Super creepy. She's talking on the phone with Neil. Neil. That scene was the only one that sort of hit for me because the way she was talking, you know, I was like, I know it sounds crazy, but like, believe me. And then later we find out like they've seen tons of crazy shit and she's sort of psychic. So it's like, why is she working so hard to get him to believe her? Because she, I think they're now manifesting and this is what he's not believing because they've seen these things for so long. Right. And they're doing something they've never done before. Never done before. And they, but they should never do. That still doesn't negate the fact that she can see the future and he knows that to be true. No. So to suddenly be like, uh, I don't really think that one's true. Like mm-hmm. that seems kind of stupid to me, but whatever. Just quick well, the whole laying thing. the pipe to explain like what's going on to us. More and I think than it was to... ridiculous also in that scene that she ends up dying at the end of this scene. That's a cold open pretty much, but she's attacked. Well, she doesn't die quite yet, but she's attacked yeah. by a fade, a person she goes up to and like with her knowledge, she should have known better. Than to just go up to that thing, and when she sees him, I feel like... But was it a fade? Cause yeah. Because it, it was like a... It had like a monster face. All the fades in the first, like, couple episodes are, like, zombified. Okay. So, because so... There's just something to clarify I can tell you, I can actually... who are listening, there are fades that just look like people, and Not then yet. there are fades... No, but... It, okay, in the last episode that we saw... Actually, no, because she's a fade at the end. There's something. And she still looks like a person. I think that's because she just died, and I think they decompose over time, similar right. to zombies. And he sees the girl, and she's got she, kind of like a creepy face. But yeah. this thing is like a full-on non-human monster. I can it's actually tell you. I can tell you, because I don't think... Yeah, I don't really have a donut question about it. And, well, it doesn't matter, because you're the only one who will be participating in this Yes, quiz. I'm going to win the donut for yes, sure this you are. week. Uh, but, but I'm, I'm just still going to work hard for it. I feel like Go ahead it should be you. a competition between us. Mm-hmm. If I get more right than wrong, I win the donut. And if I get more wrong than right, you get the donut. All right, that, we, we can do that. We can do that. I think I can tell you. There's a... Yeah, yeah, I can tell you. Uh, the fade, Sarah says in the finale... Should I tell you? Yeah. Um, that uh, to John, when she goes and kills him or threatens him with a knife, she, yeah. uh, she says, you killed me. Yes. So he was the fade in the first first episode who has, by the end of this fifth episode, by episode six, has fully rematerialized and is back to full human form. Okay. So yeah, I knew, I didn't, I was going to ask you, was that him? Because that line led me to believe that he was the one that attacked her. And he is a very, one very my, old and has been... He said he's been 70, 70 years he's been dead, yes. right? So that's, I think that's why he looked so... I think the older you are, the more decomposed you are, and the more right. like a but that thing monster, and yeah. other things that we see in these two episodes look like the first from, like, Buffy. Yes. Like, it's not... He, like No, it's not human. You... It's not clear that those are the same thing if no. you don't watch the entire series. Absolutely not. Gotcha. Okay, so... I was confused myself. For John, who well, I didn't in the first episode is a creepy monster, attacks Sarah and kills her, right? Yeah, like, I think she's he's the, dead? She's not dead yet. She, okay. she She's attacked really badly. Yes. And, well, yes, she does end up dying in but, this episode. So but. later, um, her partner, I guess... Neil. Neil gets his eye licked by, is it this, is it John 2 that John. does that? I think okay. John at this point is the only one that has 
materialized or come back. So is she covered in that poison that he had in his eye? I am not sure. Okay. I think, I think <laughs> she's just in it physically. I don't know if he poisoned her or not or just like gotcha. physically yeah. slashed her up. So that's the cold But open. she's definitely dying after that. Like, she, Yeah. Yeah. Because like when we see her later in the trailer, he's talking about burying her body. Yes. But she seems to have like a like an IV. I think she died in that scene. Like she was talking for a while and at the end of that right. she stopped breathing and yes. died. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. think you're right. But I just wasn't sure what was going on. So I was like, are they going to bury her so she comes back to life? Or like, what was going on? I don't know if I have an answer for that. Because also there's like, we have to bury her as soon as possible. Yeah, well, that's what I was confused, right? Is it like a vampire thing where it's like you have to, they're going to have to be buried so they can come back out? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Maybe, yeah. On Buffy, they have to be buried, right? Or maybe they have to get rid of her body. Who knows? Yeah, I was just it's, confused about that entire scene. Okay, so then we meet Mac and Paul, who we've already talked about, the greatest best friends yes. the world has ever seen. They're breaking into a creepy abandoned mall, and they're looking for film props because Mac wants to make a horror movie. Which is just awesome. Little does he know that his life is about to turn into a horror movie. Exactly what he wants. Yeah, so I wonder if he ever makes that movie, or if like what he sees convinces him that maybe he he doesn't want to make horror movies anymore. Well, he doesn't see anything yet. Right, but eventually things get pretty bad. Like, when we find them in the finale, the entire town is yes. basically abandoned. Yes, everybody, yeah. Okay. Uh, they find a dead bird. This is the first of many dead birds. Do you many know what the dead birds are about? I do know what the dead birds are about. Is there a donut question about there that? There is not. I was going to okay. include one, but I couldn't really phrase it. But I know... What the birds are. There, There's a lot of bird imagery in these episodes. Maybe we should wait till the end to talk about that. I don't have a very good answer. There's a big moment in the finale that's bird related. So, I think, I let's think just, the bird we'll thing was drop never... how many birds die in these episodes. I have several caps. More dead birds. A few episodes ago I was talking about starting a spreadsheet. A TV donut spreadsheet. Another tab on our spreadsheet should be dead animals. Yep. Like which animals die in which episodes. That'd be a good idea. There's been a lot of dead animals. Okay. So, um, I forget what, what Gets Paul on the tear down the escalator. What's he? Cha- Does he see something? Paul. Um. Oh, I can't remember now. He like suddenly takes off. He takes off because he gets mad at Mac. Mac said something to him. Hold on. What does he say? Um. Oh right, he falls down the escalator by accident. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't see it coming. He it's bikes. He bikes right away from Mac, and Mac goes after him. I don't think there was anything that happened at this point. Yet. Right, and then yeah. he turns a corner and finds himself flying down an escalator by accident, and he tumbles off the bike. And it's a then, pretty bad fall. Yeah, I was it's, like, holy <laughs> crap, he's going to break both his arms. And as soon as he stands up, Neil has a gun in his face, and he's looking for Sarah. Yes. Because Sarah was on the phone with him when she got attacked by John. Telling him to meet her at the mall. Yes, exactly. Which is when I put together, like, oh, that's the mall. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the mall. Yes, exactly. So that confrontation doesn't go great. Neil is super frantic. Yeah. He ends up shooting the gun, but not directly at him. That I think that was like a warning shot, like, I will kill you. Yeah. Like, I think he, at first he thought that uh, Paul was 
was maybe the enemy or had done something to Sarah. And then as soon as he realizes that He's Paul has nothing to do with anything, he like screams at him to run. And then Sarah's body comes crashing through the ceiling. Yeah, it, it was definitely the ceiling. That sort of confused me. I, I, the only thing I can think of is that John threw her through the window. Or, I, I don't know. I don't think she was gotten there by herself. They were outside, though. Who? Her and the monster. Yes, but he, the monster, I don't, like, I, I have no idea. Yeah. I don't think it's explained how she got to them all. There are a few parts in both these episodes where I'm like, what? Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know why she crashed through the ceiling, what that had to do with anything. Okay. Because she was still alive. And, then, and the way she landed on that thing, like, it would have broken her neck. I don't yeah. even, I didn't get that at all. And then so, Paul yeah. picks up the bullet. I wasn't sure why he did that. It was hot. I feel like he's kind of, like, a little, um, not OCD, but, well, like we said with the whole thing, like, he has to wink to explain to Mac when he's saying a joke so that Mac can understand that what he considers a joke is a joke. (laughs) So he's just a little off in his, like, the way he thinks, which I guess he would be if you were having crazy nightmares and seeing dead people all the time. Yeah, yeah. I totally get that. And, like, how long has he been seeing... Yeah, well, it seems like always, probably, right? Yeah, it, it, yes. He probably, when he was a kid, didn't know that other people didn't see it. Anyway, who knows? I feel like they they should have explained that a yeah. little. So Neil grabs uh, Sarah and tries to run, but he's trapped. And then he has to basically fight John, who licks him in the eye, which was so disgusting. Yeah, and sucks. I thought he was sucking, like, his soul out of his body, but really what he was doing was poisoning the eye. Yeah. And then Paul just sits there, like, watching this whole thing happen. Yep. And then he just goes back to Mac, and Mac's, like, you know, joking around. He thought it was, like, firecrackers, because apparently there's not a lot of gunfire going on in England. No. And uh, he's just like, what the hell happened? And Paul's like, I want to go home. I want to go home. <laughs> it doesn't even say anything. Wait, does it? No, I don't. Not no. not th- at that point. I think it's the next day when he starts. Yeah. So like, where's your bike? Telling him what. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, I love Mac. Every single one of his lines was hilarious or like sweet. Yes, it was. Yeah. So then we are in a totally different place. We're with Mark. Mark, yes. Who. Which was like a weird side storyline that's and going on. And I'm not on. even sure if it was necessary to have that at all. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, she does say at the end when she's dying the second time that he was what really mattered. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. You're right. I guess, yeah, you probably there's could a, have done without that whole storyline. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff, too, that happens with him throughout the, so the season. So, Mark is Sarah's uh, technically husband. They are still married, living together, but they're separated. Yes. And they live, they have separate rooms, and... The reason why they're living together is because they can't afford the mortgage yeah. by their On by their own. And... According to him, she's aware that he hooks up with other people and doesn't have a problem with it. Yes. So he brings home some random woman that he's met. And Her she, name is Vicky. Yes. She accidentally goes into Sarah's room, and that's when we get the whole backstory. Yeah. And she's like, okay, never mind. See you later. Bye. This is weird. Goodbye. 
It's it's not even that weird though. But it's 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 a bit weird, but not I don't think it's that weird. No, I feel like it just kind of killed the mood. It did, just yeah. like even just having the conversation kills the mood. And then yes, obviously they end up back together because he ends up calling her. And I'm not exactly sure how that happened. For I help tried to find out in the final episode. So she doesn't just disappear cuz like She's I didn't even bother episodes. to find out her name cuz they like went out their way to say she was a random stranger. So I was like, okay, well, I guess she doesn't really matter then. I definitely didn't think she was going to show up again. Yeah. Neil calls Helen and is like begging her to answer the phone. Sarah's seriously injured. And then this is the first, is this the first image we get of all the ashes? The first vision? Yeah. So Sarah has a vision of just like, it was very Terminator 2 of like, you know, when I was wondering like, how the hell did he get away from John? We never saw it. The last thing we saw was him getting his the poison in his eye. Yeah. And then he's back with Sarah at his trailer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but how did they get out? I have no idea. Well, yeah. Also, they never show, like, in the finale, how John just, like, walks away from that either when they're in the mayor's office and Neil's, like, curled up on the floor. Yeah, he seems... He, I, I have... Actually, I do have an answer for that. Oh. Um, uh, sort of have a donut question, but I'll just go around that part. Um, damn, no, let's move on. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Helen's not answering and Sarah says he's evolving, he's getting stronger. So that's a reference to John, right? Yes, it is. He can't be killed. Let's just say that. In this current form, there's no way. Once they come back in human form, they're sort of invincible. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Until, because, yes, Ascension. The fades are coming, our world is dying. And that's when she said all that mattered is Mark. And that's when, uh, that's when she dies, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So then Paul starts having the dream about the ashes yeah, that was upsetting. He also we find out he has a twin sister and his mom. And he he also wets his bed, yeah, quite frequently, which seems to be a recurring problem, which sucks. And it is because he's having these awesome nightmares. But the creepy shrink that he goes to see says it's because his dad left and because his parents got divorced. I'm like, oh, that's that's also not really necessary to throw these. Uh, yeah, I was wondering, like, does the dad ever come into the picture at all? No, the it just, I, it's just, it's like just a I think weird. The thing. thing at the end comes back again. It's like, no, it was all dad's fault when he left, or something. It, it was, it was felt, it was felt very strange. Yeah, it was super weird, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and his mom wants to wash his sheets, and he won't let them, and and then yeah, he's just really upset about the whole thing which really sucks yeah yeah so mark wakes up in sarah's bedroom with her panties which was super strange and helen is there and she's wearing a um why is she wearing a priest collar i am not sure i assumed she was a priest as well as an can women even be priests yes yes no that's not a thing yes no it's not yes Okay, so she's a priest, and also, I don't, I just don't like, get I'm, her I character don't know, I don't know all. either. I don't know if they're friends. I feel like the gun is something special 
that can you need the gun to herd the fades, but I I don't understand either. It's oh this is sort of what I had most of the problem with is it's it's so when they finally explain when Neil finally explains the fades to Paul, which we're getting to, um, he says they can be killed by going like if they're hit with organic matter. Oh, I missed that. But if they get hit by a car, then they're fine. But then this, there's the scene where Paul, like, walks through one by accident, and it, like, explodes into a million pieces. And then it's she's there again, right? Like, you see her? Or is it a different fade? I was so confused about the rules of this universe. I like, think. if if you can just kill these guys by literally walking through them, obviously, until they fully reform into humans again. Yes. Like, shouldn't it be pretty easy to get rid of them? But I feel like... If they can't touch you? Like, why are they even there? Why haven't they gotten rid of all of them by now? I don't know if they're seen as evil, is the thing. I feel like they're... It's it's really okay, strange. So and I know... Prior I know to Paul, this exact moment, it's not been a problem at all. And I'm not sure if they could actually kill them before that. Like, I don't think they could have had physical contact with them. Right. Just, I think... Yeah, they've never been able to. But I also know that Paul is the only one who can kill them. Yeah. He is special. And he's the creature that Helen talks about, right? When yes. she's like, maybe there's a magic creature that can help us get rid of them. Yes. Okay. Like yeah. nobody else can kill. I think that was my biggest problem with this whole thing is that I wasn't, it wasn't clear. The rules weren't clear. No, they about were not. what was really happening. And that speech with when Neil gave that talk to Paul, I, that was way too short and didn't really explain anything. No. And from what I... I yeah, no, actually, it's, don't yeah. spoiler again. Don't spoiler! Don't yeah, so Helen says she's ta- not taking sides between Mark and Sarah. So, like, just, yeah, her whole character, her relationship to everybody really confused me. And some of them, like, they're called the Angelics. I don't think they mentioned that in either of these episodes either. Yeah, no, for sure they did. Yeah. They did? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, yes. And again, I assumed as soon as she did that weird thing with her hands on Neil's face to try to fix his eye and, like, the light came out, then that's when I was like, oh, she's an angel, because that's what Castiel does on Supernatural. Oh. And it's, like, exactly the same. And I was like, okay, so that she must be, like, have angel powers or something. Plus, she's wearing, like, a priest thingy. What are those things called? I don't know. What well, the, 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 the collar? collar? Just called the collar? I'm not sure. There is a term for that. I'm sure it has a name that we don't know. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, we should talk about Jay really quickly. She's a girl. She's friends with Paul's sister, and Anna. Paul has a super big crush on her, and he keeps, like, trying to talk to her and stuff, and it keeps, like, going pretty badly. Yep. He, like, there's one instance in a convenience store when he tries to hide. It fails so badly. And he, she, like, completely busts him, which was really cute, but she's so cute. All of their scenes were adorable. Yeah. I really liked her a lot, which yeah. made the finale... Even more horrible. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, Paul admits to Mac that he's he's afraid, that he's seeing things, that his dreams are coming true. And he accuses Mac of not taking it seriously. Yes. And Mac is, is like, I do believe you. And even if you're crazy, then, like, you know, we'll deal with it. Like, I'm still not going to abandon you kind of a thing. Yeah. Right? Like, he's like the best friend you can <laughs> ever have. In a million years. Then we find out Mark is their history teacher. That doesn't seem to ever go anywhere either. No, not in this, or I don't know, any episode. So weird. 
Uh, Neil finds a dead bird, so then we got dead bird number two. Is it only the second? Or maybe three? Why, well, I, I guess. Yes. Singular? And yes. We, we, they're, yes, they're only... Yeah, they come in hordes later on. Yeah, so many dead <laughs> birds. Uh, we see Neil's trailer, which is super creepy. It's yeah. Like dead animals everywhere. And Helen's, like, in the trailer, which is super creepy. Like, these people are supposed to be the good guys, right? I, I believe so. <laughs> they're super creepy. But, like, their 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 motives are never fully established. Yeah. And the thing... But the, the thing... The angelics, there's a few people on the earth who can see the fades, but then people like Sarah, who was similar to Paul, mm-hmm. in that she could... Um, well, she was having the visions. Yeah, she, she could, could see, see the, the future. future. But she wasn't an angelic? She was also. Okay. Yeah, yeah as, I think you're an angelic if you can see the, the fades. fades. Okay, gotcha. That's what, I, that's what I was assuming. And there's not many... But they're, yeah, they're special. Yeah. But then Paul is extra special. Obviously. And I feel like some of them are healers, like Helen, but I don't think Neil is or has the power to heal. I'm I'm not 100% on this. Yeah. Well, he didn't try to heal uh, Sarah, right? You, so you would assume, like, if he could do that, he probably would have at least tried. No, Instead think, of just yeah. calling for help, he would have tried to do it. So... Uh, yeah, probably. So that's when they had the weird bury her immediately conversation that neither of us really understands. Yeah, and and Helen insisted that she look at his eye first because Sarah will keep. Yeah, which, again, right? That's why I was like, okay, they're going to do something to bring her back to life. And then he also said something about, we're your team. So she, like, the leader of them, and... And then she, I feel like maybe she had the freak out about, like, oh, you want to play the man now? Like, that was such a weird line. Like, did she abandon them for a brief while? I don't know. The whole relationship between them was so unclear. And then he admits that he lost his gun, which the police later find. Yeah. And he's really scared. The other, like, everyone in this pilot kept talking about how scared they are. Yeah. I feel like I've never seen that on a show before, where it's just like everyone's constantly like, I'm fucking scared. <laughs> <laughs> on all sides. It was pretty great. Yeah. It was, it was, it was nuts. It was pretty nuts. What did you think about their comment about how uh, Tolkien was scared of vaginas? That was kind of funny, right? Oh my God, I missed that. Oh my God. Uh, Mac was talking about, they were having a conversation, Mac and Paul, about who should write Paul's life story. Was and they this were in like, the bathroom? No, they were just walking somewhere. Oh, this was when they, when uh, Natalie appeared at the end of the... the Natalie's yes. the dead girl. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and then Max said Tolkien was afraid of vaginas, and that's what the Eye of Sauron is oh all about. Oh, my God. It's, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, that's crazy. But also really funny at the same time. Anyway, yeah. I just wanted to... Yeah, and that's exactly when he saw the girl. That girl was Sarah? No, her name is uh, Natalie. Okay. Yes, confusing. Like, why would you name character Natalie? When well, you're... there was also Mac and uh, Mark that was making me the, mad, Like, too. a lot of the names are so, like, Paul, John, something. Yeah. Like, yeah, as in England, you really gotta change your name game over there. And then I kept reading about stuff, and I'm like, okay, who is that? They all have such four-letter name, four names Yeah. that are all interchangeable. Yeah. So Neil uh, duct takes, tapes himself to the chair. That's always a terrifying scene when someone is willingly duct ta- taping themselves to a chair. Yeah. 
And they start having a conversation about how the phage shouldn't be able to touch us. It proves that Sarah was right about the future. They're becoming flesh. But even then, like, it's not explained well enough of, like, what we should be afraid of here. No. Or what's really happening. Anyway, sorry. I just... I think, yeah, we don't find that out for a long time. And that scene was horrible and i had watched the whole thing with my eyes closed so i'll let you talk about that it was a great scene i almost vomited in my mouth yeah it was quite intense uh they had she had this pokey tool really long needle almost that Mm. she just started scraping his eye for this black stuff yep which was intensely painful for him yeah and yeah the whole thing they kept going to his incredibly tensed up arms and Flashing to his eye. Well, actually, no, they never showed the eye. It was always covered by her hand. I would know so my eyes just, were closed. It was literally just him screaming. screaming in okay. intent. Like, so you I should have really plugged see. my ears and yeah. just watched. Yeah, they didn't show much. They just showed her pretty much like scraping the fluid oh, off of the, the, the pokey, but never the close-up of the oh. eye. And then she tells him... Uh, close-up of for, his hands It lot. was all for nothing that his eye's dead. But I feel like it's still the poison was good to get out. Probably, I guess. Yes. Yeah, he, she probably had to do that anyway. You're right. Yeah, good he point. damaged He damaged the eye. Good the point. fade damaged the eye for good, and he will never see again. But he wasn't getting sicker and sicker because she pulled out the poison. Yeah. Yeah. But she also think, says, after he goes on about Sarah being right about the future and about the fades becoming flesh, that he's being dramatic. Yeah. Like, she doesn't it's, believe him at all. And he's like, move in with me. Like, we don't know what's happening. And but who she would does have done that to, that to his eye if they couldn't make contact? Yeah. That, gosh, yeah. I didn't, like I said, I did not get her character. I didn't get whose side no, she was either. on. I didn't understand. She was definitely an angelic with them. Yeah, but she wasn't acting in their best interest. It's like she had her own agenda or something. Yeah, I, I, I have no real answers about Helen. Yeah. Oh, God, that was awful. Uh, oh wait, there was some. Oh, there was a, a when she was doing this. There was some light magic. She like yes. sucked all the. There was a lot of light surrounding his his head and her hands, and then everything starts to shake. Everything in the trailer around them, and he continues to scream, and then she collapses in the end, and then a freaking moth comes out of her mouth. Why did that happen? I'm not sure, like, it's, I, I saw online that it happens like when you do light magic. This this thing, it's like a rebirth I don't know never really got a it was it has to also do with the birds that was horrible horrible yeah and she also said she couldn't have saved Sarah that she was too far gone yeah ugh I I, I, I. and then she says either the world ends or we stop them that's those are the options is what she says yeah that's when she talks about having uh, a creature that can save them yeah. Which I thought, obviously, was Paul. And Neil and then, already knows it's Paul. Yeah, because I guess what I didn't realize till I was reading through this was he doesn't mention seeing Paul, or that Paul was involved in the situation at the mall, right? No. He, but then he goes straight to Paul's house and set, calls him the boy who saw things he that shouldn't be able so to. That was so goddamn creepy. Yeah. And how does he know he saw anything? Also, how does, like... Why does everyone keep breaking into everyone else's homes? Yeah, it's like he could have literally just knocked on the door. It was insanity. Yeah. He was standing behind his door and claw. Eh. Very. That creepy. was like a serial killer. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Like, what did he really see? Like, he didn't that see. 
he shouldn't have seen. Like, he's told him to run, and then he saw Sarah, but, like, nothing else. He's yeah. not aware that he saw the fade sucking or po- poisoning his eye. Yeah, he didn't see him watching. He didn't see him. I didn't yeah. see any of it. So I'd... I wasn't sure about that either. I agree. Maybe that they just cut out a whole lot of stuff. Really weird. Assumed so, yeah, this just... is what he explains to him, and I was so confused about all of this. What are they? They're dead. They're dead? And they're trapped here. They're dead? Look, when people die, they go up or they stay here. Some go up, some stay here. These are those that stay here. We call them the Fades. They're just trapped here. If they don't ascend, yeah. So these are bad people. Good, bad. Why people believe death is somehow fair? Death is random, same as life is. Life has famine, illness, shittiness. Death is similarly crap. Okay, they like heights, okay? They're on rooftops. He says, organic matter passes through... When the organic matter passes through them, they burn, but cars don't hurt them. They're dead, they're trapped here. They didn't ascend, but it's random. It's not like... The bad people no. stay and the good people go. It has nothing to do with heaven and hell. It's random, just like life. Yeah. But their hate grows and it turns them evil. That's the because entire explanation that we got about what's happening here. Oh, I was ridiculous. Right? It's uh, so crazy. And then, boom, we see Paul in therapy, which a guy, with a guy we later find out is working for John. Like, was he working for John? Is this a donut question? Oh my God, wait, who was that? I don't, who was that therapist? I forgot his face. Was it the guy with the beard? Yeah. Oh man. Oh my God. It was the same guy. And I was so confused. I was like, was he a fade the whole time? Was this like a Sixth Sense Bruce Willis thing where he was dead? Or were they watching Paul? Or is that just like a total coincidence? I have no answers for you, because this is the first realization that it's the same dude. Well, let's make up some answers then, because I was... I don't think he I, was dead in this first no, episode. No, because... The, I, he's I obviously a think terrible that, therapist. I think that John is the first one to come back. The to first one to become human again, or, like, materialized. Right, but so, to me, the fades looked human even when they were, like, faded. Like, a lot of them, like, the, I, yeah, I like think the girl that he sees, like, she did have, like, a fucked up face. But. I think it's time. Like, your body decomposing over time. Right. Yeah, okay, so he must have been alive in that episode. So, I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure he, like, so a 99% sure he was the, alive. So something happened in the donut. Maybe John goes to him to, like, get information about Paul. Quite possible. Right? Because that would he knows, make sense. Yeah, Paul is the only one who can hurt him. But then somehow he gets killed and turns into a, a flesh-eating monster? Like, that's the other part I didn't get. Why are they all of a sudden eating people's flesh? Okay, we'll get to that. Yes. Okay, so he sees... I think that's another thing that's, like, pretty common in, in British shows is showing you, like, how bad government... Um, paid for therapy is for children, like how bad the system is. He just pretty much tells him it, it's all due to his father. Yeah. That is all he gets out it's of it. It's your him. dad's fault that you wet the bed and he's trying to tell him like, no, I'm crazy. Like I see things. Uh, and he's like begging him like, uh, like give me pills, give me a lobotomy, like anything to make this stop. And he gives him two pieces of advice. The first one is you're never as odd as you think you are. Right. Which I think is true. 
I think, I mean, maybe not in this case, <laughs> but even in Paul's case, there are other people like him. There are a handful of people out in the world going through what he went through and thinking like, holy shit, like I'm the craziest person on earth. Yes. But then the other one is literally, don't be scared of being scared. Like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard anyone say. <laughs> don't be afraid of being scared. Just don't let it dictate your choices. But being scared. Don't fear fear. Like, what? That's so dumb. It is really what dumb. What kind of psychiatrist would give that kind of, a, like, oh my god. Anyway, sorry. I just had to point out how stupid that was. Yeah, I, I agree. So then, yeah, then, then Paul walks through the fade, but then she reappears. Like, what was that about? Or was it a different fade? It was the, it was Natalie, right? The blonde girl? Yeah. Yes. I'm not sure. Okay. I think I missed that scene also. <laughs> That's fine. Was it when he... What, when, was that the chip scene? Uh, yeah, it was before he was smoking and when right, when he meets Jay. Oh, damn. The... I think I, might, it was, I was writing. But no, I the, the scene with the chips was like my favorite thing ever. When he was walking with Matt oh, that he down loves the street. You, he loves you not. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, Neil doesn't, uh, wait, no, yeah. That's not really explaining yourself very well. No, it's not. Uh, so, yeah, Mac was eating chips. That was after they were in the, uh, the store that when right. he wanted cigarettes and he wasn't old enough and then he didn't have enough money to buy it. It was just, like, humiliation after humiliation. And then, yeah, Mac was eating the chips and he was talking about Jay because Jay busted them for hiding in the store. Yes, I'm sorry, And that was he was using the chips as, uh, like, a sunflower. Like, I, she loves you, she loves you not for each chip. And he was getting really mad. And then he smashed the chips on the floor. And then, you know. and then Mac just had another bag of chips. But it was the pause. The pause, he stopped and Paul kept walking and he just... The expression on his face was super serious, and then he just pulls out this bag of chips from the back pocket of his pants. Yeah, which and did he steal? Deadheads, because they only bought one bag of chips. <laughs> He's like, "That is childish." Just the delivery of it made yeah, it, no, was the it was greatest, an amazing scene. It was one of my favorite scenes in yeah. the whole thing. I, like I said, they're it was hilarious. They're. Scenes together were the by far the best part. Yeah, they were. of this whole experience for me. Yeah. So Paul is smoking the cigarettes yeah. that he managed to buy, even though he didn't have the money. And he, uh, Jay comes by and she says, oh, the, the cops are at the mall. They, they're, you know, they found something, rumor at school, someone was raped. But actually it turns out they found uh, Bloody clothes. Neil's gun and clothes with uh, Sarah's blood all over it. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was one of my favorite scenes because she was like, "You're acting weirder than normal," and he's like, "I'm trying to decide if I'm mental." And yeah, she says, great. "Like, no, you're special," you know, like. And she said something about being a hairbrush princess. I thought that was a great line. Mm-hmm. I can't even explain to you like what that really means, but I was like, "Yeah, I think I was that too." Like, <laughs> just like such a good way of describing like. Eight-year-old girls. Yeah, the, whole, the whole dialogue in this scene felt so natural. Well, the conversation, the discussion was about, like, he was saying, like, it sucks to be different. And she was saying, like, it sucks to be the same. Like, yeah. every, it's like, you know, people with straight hair always wish they had curly hair. And people with curly hair always wish they had straight hair. Like, you always think you'd be happier if you were the other. But it's just not everyone's, you know, it's hard for everybody. Yes. But, yeah, it was a great scene. And then the way it ended was great because she was like, you have nice eyes. And he was like, 
choking on his like excitement and it's then she like cute. he managed to get out before she got away like you have nice eyes too and it was like oh my god they are so gonna fall in love and she says i know which they obviously did but i feel like they were fully together in the finale yeah like a real couple yeah okay they uh they got together in episode three yay Oh my god, I hope we get to see them do it. Really? Oh my god, that might actually make me watch the rest of this. That's so cute. Was it in his bed where he, like, pees the bed off? I'm not sure. Awkward. Oh my god. Oh my god, that's so cute. But it certainly happens. Oh, I love British TV. They really, (laughs) like, get to the point there. Yeah, so Mark gets dragged into the uh, police station and asked about uh, where Sarah might be. Yeah, his ex-wife. Mm. Whom he hasn't seen since... And roommate. Yeah, since uh, the night, the day before. Yeah. He has no idea what's yeah. going on. And then we, Mac and, and Paul are walking, and two birds like drop out of the sky dead, and they yep. don't seem to notice. Uh, and then they're spying on Jay and company in the woods, and... Paul sees a ghost and, like, runs off into the woods after it. Who the hell does that? That His sister was there, too, right? Yeah. And that was super creepy. Oh, I thought you meant who runs after a ghost. No, like, well, no, that's that's natural. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> who spies spying on, the on girl your sister you like? and your, their friends in the woods? I feel like, he, I don't know. To me, what it was the like shit? he was trying to get up the courage to, like, join them. Because she told them... Where they were going to be, right? She was like, oh, another night at the blah, blah, blah. But I feel like when they had, at the start of their conversation, it's like, my sister would kill you if she knew you were spending time with me. Yeah, I think definitely Anna would not want them to be a couple, but Jay was like, who cares what she thinks kind of thing, right? So I don't think that was, I don't think he even gives a shit about that. I feel like they were just stalking them. But maybe. I mean, at that age, it's like, it's. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. It was definitely but at weird. the same time, Mac is in love with Anna, so yes, it's it's exactly. Both. Yeah, I'm not gonna say I didn't stalk a few guys when I was 13 yeah. years old. Weirdly follow them or go and stand outside their house. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird thing that teenagers <laughs> do sometimes when they're not all together. Yeah, but then he does the actual crazy thing, which is run after a ghost into the woods. Yeah. And Neil chases after him, and Mac falls over and finds a dead bird. Just like dead bird number five. Don't go in the woods in the Mm. middle of the night. But it was just Sarah. She's cool, right? Yeah, she is uh, cool. She's just looking for a place to pass through to the other side. She got a big bunch of light coming out of her, and he explains that when people are passing through, uh, the more light they have, the closer they are to going to the other side. Yes. I guess they never called it that. Ascending. They call it ascending. To, yeah. yeah. And there's uh, only a few, well, we learned this in the conversation when, well, Neil shows up. Neil shows up as um, Mac is trying to chase after Paul. Yep. Uh, but I, d- did he run into a trap? No, he fell over a dead bird. But he just fell? I thought his legs were tied up after that scene. No. It was weird. I thought that maybe Neil had, like, it was, yeah, I couldn't figure it out. No, he just fell over a dead bird and then <laughs> stayed where he was. He stayed there. Yeah. And Neil eventually catches up with with Paul. Yeah. And, and Sarah. Yeah, and Sarah. And then he, he explains that the this whole light thing, and that if the light goes out, they have been denied ascension and are stuck on Earth. Yeah, they're trapped forever. They also said, like, people only go up. No one seems to go down, right? Like, yes, they only it's talk not about, about heaven. Ascending. There is no, there's no real heaven, so it's not about, like, there is no, 
hell. Well, Earth is purgatory in a way. It's what I read. Yeah, that would make sense, I guess, because then if you, it means that people that were going to hell would already be in hell. Possibly. Because I don't think, like, there's purgatory is, like, where you, like, pay your sentence before you can go to heaven. It's like you're bad, but you're not, like, all the way bad. You just have to pay for the bad things that you did. But if you are bad, then you would go straight to hell. So no one on Earth, well, but that makes no sense. I don't. Because that means that, like, the really bad people on Earth are still not really bad people. I don't know if there's a heaven. Like, I think Neil says it's about death, not heaven. Yeah. I don't know what that means. But I think he was talking about the ascension. Yes. Like, he wasn't saying, like, he has no way to know if there's a heaven. Like, ascension probably is... But like he's just... saying their thing isn't about good or bad. No. It's not about heaven or hell. It's about death. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't think we know if there's a heaven. Like, if there's angels... Or if there's even a... There's got to be a god, right? Yeah. I guess maybe not. Who knows? knows yeah so uh neil says the birds are collateral damage can you explain that like what the hell did that mean the birds are i know i know that the birds the the when the dead ascend they turn into birds Yes, we saw that. Yes, at so the end of the last episode, like, I couldn't really but figure out birds, all that much. Are with these the birds. birds people that I keep think, falling from the sky? I think because the ascension points around the world are like slowly dying or right. closing. Not as like I don't I don't know why. But maybe the birds they are ascend, dying. but they don't make it all the way out. I feel like yeah, that's that's the weird thing. I feel like if they ascend, they've done it. Yeah, but what like if the birds are Super dying? Weird. So I, I never, I don't really understand. I couldn't so find anything weird. about the birds. I'm not. And what they explain is that c- concrete is blocking the ascension points. So man has built so many things that souls can't get through anymore because mm-hmm. we've covered up all of the the ascension points. And then, of course, a mall. Which seems ludicrous. It's like, it's so, it's such a fable and so, like, on the nose. Like, they built a, a giant mall that's lying empty on the place where your your soul is supposed to go to it's, heaven. Like, a mall is the thing that's in our way. And it, it seems ridiculous that something spiritual can be, like, influenced by materials. It, it's like the ascension point should still be there, even though there's a freaking block of concrete on top of it. Mm. Like it's not a, the, the ascension point isn't really a physical thing. It's a it's a magical thing. But I think it is sort of a physical thing. Like it feels pretty physical in this but universe. The, and the light, it's like I a, feel like, literally like a volcano. Yeah, the light has to come through, I guess, and reach that reach. Yeah, it's yeah. But my point is that it's just like this feels like they're trying to like teach us a lesson about our choices in yeah. life and it's just too it's too close to the reality of like i don't know i feel like it doesn't matter it so doesn't matter no uh so the lights go out on helen and she gets attacked by the monster who i guess again is still john yeah i think it's um, only john she tries to shoot it but her gun doesn't fire which happened so many times in these two episodes like guns like, jamming was she cleaning, guns not was going she cleaning off. her gun and it just didn't load i don't know why she would have fired it if she 
There was no bullets in there. Uh, well, I feel like, didn't she get one shot off and then there was no bullets left? And that's what I thought happened. I'm not sure. I think she got one shot off and then it was like, boom, 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 but nothing happened. But I feel like a lot of times in both these episodes, people tried to shoot and it didn't work out. Also, in the mayor's office, when there's that huge shootout, it's like so stupid when there's like massive shootouts in enclosed spaces and no one's hitting anyone. Yes. Like, how is that even possible? Doesn't matter. It's, yeah. Still. Uh, Sarah's light goes out, and then Paul passes out. You think, you think her light is getting stronger. Yeah, it was. It was almost all the way. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's weird. Is she just going to be in the pilot of this show? But no, no. Her light goes out. Yeah. And she turns, well, at this point, before her light goes out, she can't interact with humans right. at all. They she's, say she can't speak to them. Yeah. I, I don't even know if she's aware that they're there. I think she's just, like, at this point, they're just in limbo and can't Right. But can't she doesn't see. also seem that surprised to see them. No, no. Like, after, she talks right at him. After her light goes out, I think they can, or they, like, once that happens, they are... Yeah, but I'm saying, like, if she had no awareness of them being there, she would have been like, oh, fuck, like, you're here. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. It didn't seem like she was surprised that they were both there staring at her, even though she was unaware of that fact up until that point. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think once she regained... I don't know how yeah. it... Yeah. Like, I literally, Sarah's light goes out, Paul passes out, monster screams, a billion dead birds. That's what I wrote down. Uh, yeah, dead, uh, all the birds a fall billion from the sky dead birds. is what I wrote. A billion. <laughs> and then Paul, we, he's back in his vision, he's bleeding out in, in the ashes, and then when he wakes up, Sarah asks him, what did you see? And that's the end of the episode. Yeah, and it's because it's exactly what she's seeing. Yeah, only it's like one, ten seconds longer right yeah because i feel like she, in that last vision he sees her get stabbed and first, do we get the do right? we get the clock or is shots? that not till the finale no that's not till the finale no, either yeah 420 baby yeah yeah okay let's talk episode six of the fades unless the fades. was there anything about the pilot that you wanted no. to say besides that okay All good a town left deserted an angelic on the edge of desperation a fade on the cusp of victory and a reluctant 17-year-old boy with visions of the apocalypse. It all comes down to this final showdown. People will die. Ash will fall. It is inevitable. I see. <laughs> that is pretty intense. It and is. it's true. It is inevitable. But, but people, is it? People will die and ash will fall. Yes. But, I mean, those things are inevitable. But they did happen. They did. It, I mean, his vision does come true. Yeah. And it's interesting that, like, I don't know what you learned in your research, but the the vision has really developed by the end. It's it the has. same one he's seeing at the beginning. Yeah, it, I don't think it changes. Like, no. I think the vision of the future is still the same. I feel like maybe it gets more like, intense yeah. as it gets closer to it. Right. But, but it, we're not getting any still new information, really. No. Yeah. No. And... Y- which surprised I feel like even me. when we see it, that's we don't get too much. Well, no, we do get more information. Yeah, we, we definitely have a better idea of what's going on. Definitely do, yeah, for sure. Because like in when you see the vision, you can't even tell where that is, and I don't think they know where they are. No, they have no idea. Yeah. Not in there. Like, the, yeah, no, he assumes it's the whole world yeah, around him. Yeah, like just the world in, is burning. Exactly, it's actually so. Their, their <laughs> limit of their vision is not very broad. Yeah, if he can't. See, yeah. like, two feet in that front of him. Inside and... Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, the streets are deserted, except for a bunch of dead bodies. Uh, we do get told that people have, like, basically fleed 
the area, I guess. And I assume that's because the fades, who have now become corporeal, are eating people, right? Yes. Do they need to eat people to stay alive? Uh, Donut question. Okay, so uh, John, who I first called Chris, because that's his name on Skins, Mm -hmm. uh, has a gun and a posse, one of them being, I wrote, therapist, question mark, because I wasn't for sure if it was the same guy or not. I I had not even close. (laughs) And they say they're they're holed up in the mayor's office. And the therapist is like, why aren't we leaving? We're going to starve to death. So basically, they've run out of people to eat, right? Yes. Okay. And John is like, well, Paul can kill us, so I've got people out tracking him. I think what he means is Paul can kill him, right? Paul can kill Fades. I don't think anybody else can. Oh, he's the only one that can kill them? Yes. For real? Yes. But can he kill John, who's technically unkillable? I think not. For some reason, yeah, I think he can't at this. No, he can. He can. Okay. But because I think we learned that between the... The thing that happened between Neil and... I don't know if I have a donut question. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Between, no, I don't. I was going to. Uh, the thing that happened between Neil and Paul, because their relationship in the finale is completely the opposite of what it used to be. Uh, well, I mean, it's not much in the pilot anyway, either. Well, no, they don't really have much of a... Yes, yeah. that is all in the... He is sort of his mentor. Okay. For most of the series. And now they're turned against each other. They are turned against each other... And I like I think they pretty much say it in these episodes, but it's um Paul has decided not to kill any of them. He wants to try and save them without violence, right? And help them all ascend. And Neil wants to kill and Neil, John, and then kill the rest. Of yes, them. like he, he he says that out loud. You in have this you have to kill them. Like he yeah. yeah. So that's what it is. He has kidnapped Mac. Who is in the trunk of his car. Yes. At the beginning of the episode. Which is terrible. Yeah. And he drags Mac with him to spy on John and find out where John is holed up. Yeah. I didn't notice at first that Mac was handcuffed. So I thought they were just like working together. No. And Mac, again, hilarious, is talking about like, oh, what superhero would you want to be? I'd want to be Jesus. Jesus was a great superhero. How did this episode start? It was the, the deserted town. Uh, yeah. There was, like, a a 2 minute and 30 seconds. Previously on, yeah, no, I fast-forwarded He does it. it every episode. It's Mac who does a recap of everything that's happened so far, which was really useful for me. I saw him, yeah. It's super useful. I'm like, oh my god, this is going on for so long. I hope, I hope she gets past this whole thing without yep. realizing didn't, it's all a didn't flashback. Watch. I did realize, I did see him explaining it, but I fast-forwarded through it. I tried not to watch it, but it's it's hard, because you got to see where the mark is, And then it went right into the credits. Yes, which is where I started watching, which was actually super helpful. So if you're listening out there, drop the credits right after you're previously on. It would make TV Donuts so much easier for us. Yes. And I was like, was that literally all the previously on, or was some of that part of the episode? I don't think it it was. No, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't. John said, once they find Paul, they're going to shoot him, butcher him, and scatter his body parts far and wide. Like, can he, like, come back together? Has he been brought back from the dead? Because Paul, like, Paul is also, like, they he can't be killed. But I think mm. what they want, like, he, they want to, yeah, separate his body parts so that That's what can. they do uh, in Twilight. Oh, yes. isn't that nice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how they kill the vampires. Just cut them up and separate the parts. Okay, so John shoots a man that's hiding in an office, and uh, he tells... 
Possibly uh, the mayor. The, the shrink. Yeah, maybe, I guess. He tells the shrink uh, and the rest of those dudes that they can eat him. And that's for a second when I thought they were vampires, but I feel like they're more like zombies, right? Yeah. I didn't realize they were the fades at first, but at the end of this scene, I, I did. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, they look like humans. Yeah. Well, when he was going around being like, ugh, we need something to eat, we need something to eat, I had a feeling that that wasn't yeah. just as simple as like, no one's working at McDonald's right now. We can't get anything to eat. No. So that's when we get the first vision uh, of this episode and Paul sees John stabbing him. So we actually see John's face now in the vision. So that has changed. Yes. And he he looks down at his watch and he sees it's 420 when he's laying in the ash bleeding out. Uh, And then we flash to real life where he's actually in the street basically like having a seizure. And there's a woman, Alice, standing over him. Like, who is she? Alice is another angelic. Okay, because she is not in the pilot at all. No. And she seems to have some kind of relationship with Neil. Like, are they romantically involved? Because that I did not find out. She is super kind of disappointed in him, and he seems to care about that. Like, he, there is a one line was like, I love you, but, like, I know, I don't know get that, in my way kind that of thing, right? Alice is the only angelic who still believes in Paul. Well, I think there are only... There are very few angelics left. Right. At this point. Yeah. John has slaughtered a lot of them in the... Well, uh, Sarah gives a long list of people that are dead now, including Helen. So is that a donut question? Like, what happened to Helen? Helen was dead in the pilot. At the end? Yes. Okay. Yes, she died. Gotcha. She did come back as a fade, but she moved on. Right. Yeah, I think there was not much of consequence to do with Helen. So weird. Her character was so weird. Yeah, super weird. I think she just comes back at the end of the second episode, and then she moves on, like, pretty early in the third episode. So weird. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, John... Oh, my God. John John is such a bad, bad person. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I really enjoyed him. It was really hard, because I love him so much. I love Chris so much on Skins. He's one of my favorite characters. And uh, he's a good guy on Game of Thrones, too, basically. You know, like he, he looks some, very different yeah. on this show than he does on Game of Thrones. Like, ex- not even the same person. I wouldn't have, I didn't recognize him um, until I looked him up. But on his IMDb page, he, page, he looks more like I knew, yeah, who it was. He right does away. on Game of Thrones, but not on this show. Yeah. So they, Paul and and uh, oh my God, what's her name? Alice. Thank you. Uh, they sort of have a. He he tells her she's going to die today. He's seen it before. And she says, yeah, Today's Sarah, the end of everything. Sarah saw that too. And she's like, no, believe in your plan. You can reopen Ascension. Like prove, prove Neil wrong. wrong. Exactly. Be prepared. And he's like, I'm never going to kill anyone again. So he has killed someone. Yeah. Is that a donut question? Yeah, sort of. Okay. Yes. Uh, and they're like, okay, let's try in the woods. That's where everything got started. And um, then they see a dude who's like looking at them. And she says, "Things, uh, those things of his are everywhere. So does she mean John's things? Like, is he making more, more fades? human fades? I think. Like, are all the fades human now? Or is there some that are still fades and some that are, like, corporeal? I think there are, I think there are some that are still fades. Okay. Yeah, no, no, they definitely are. Definitely are. All right. Great. Great, great, great. Okay, so quickly, Paul's mom, sister, and Jay are all at the house. They don't want to leave town without him. 
Uh, his mom's super upset because the last thing she said to him was that you scare me. You scare me. I'm like, good one, mom. Really awful, but I mean, understandable also because you know he's losing it. He sees dead people walking around like supernatural powers. Mm-hmm. In a in an episode, I think he has wings. Episode three, yeah. Oh. Episode three or four, he uh, shut up his sister by accidentally sewing her mouth shut Ooh. with his powers. Oh, see again, like that's so hacky though. It I feel is. like that's been done so many times. Uh, creepy. Yeah, she doesn't seem to have warmed up to him much. She's definitely willing to leave him behind. Yeah. It's mom that's like, no, we're staying here. And there's a bunch of, like, strangers outside that are trying to break in. So I guess, again, these are fades, but they're corporeal, I guess. It was super, super creepy. Really confusing. The guy that was so close to the window. Yeah, like, and then he tries he to, seemed... like, break in the house, and then they're just gone. And they seemed, like, not completely there. It was... Very unsettling to yeah. watch. They're very much like... It was a little Walking Dead-ish. Yeah. With like the zombie feel, for sure. But also a, a bit more in control. Yeah. But in yeah. the woods, she says... Alice says, this is the place where Phil tried to bring you back. Do you know what that's about? Phil's... I know Phil's dead, because he's on the list. Oh! But we never... Chop. We never see him. <laughs> I do know something. We'll come um, back to it. Okay, but I just... I don't... I just... Okay. Do you know what she means by bring you yes. back? Okay. Uh, and then also this is where you broke Ascension. So are those related to each other? Like, yes. Okay. Possibly. Okay. Give me that. No. I'm waiting on a call from Anna. Just tell me when she's got out of town. She's not important right now. Knows your mum. Knows time. Knows your life. Do you have any idea what's going on here? You need to be pure, you need to be selfless, you need to be free from distractions. Now, you may be all of those things, but I'm not sure you're ready. That's what Neil kept telling me. I'm not ready. Well, he wasn't wrong about everything, was he? So, uh, no Angelica's has ever reopened an ascension point. Just concentrate. So he tries to blow a hole in the ground. He does that. He blows a bigger hole in the ground. And then live birds come out. Uh huh. Then dead birds fall, and then the hole closes up. You uh, you also skipped over my favorite line mm-hmm. for, uh, from both of these episodes. Okay. This thing it does have more than one use. I'm uh, I'm an angelic Swiss Army knife. Yeah, that was. And then I went. The birds are alive. They're all alive. Damn it! And There's then only everything like collapses. Four birds alive. There were so many, you know. <laughs> Uh, she takes his phone away. She's like, don't, your, your life doesn't matter anymore. You have to concentrate on this. And he says he's waiting for a call from someone. Did you catch that? I couldn't, I couldn't understand the name he was saying. No. Someone to say that they had gotten out of town. Okay. Doesn't matter. Oh, his sister. Oh, was it? Yeah. Anna. He's waiting for a call from Anna. And I wrote Anna. There we go. That makes sense. Okay. I was just wondering, I'm like, does he have another girl that I don't know about going on Mm -hmm. over here? Okay. Perfect. Um... Paul fires at dude with hands. Okay, so yeah, we already talked about that. So the, yeah, one of the fades comes after them. He shoots out of his hands with this like firepower. Yeah. Which blows the hole in the ground. And then yeah, the birds come out and then the hole closes and uh, it doesn't really work. No, it just, it's a fail. No. And then he says he tries five more times and uh, she's like, we got to get out of here, dude. Like it's not safe for you here. Yeah, they will find him now. Yeah. 
Sarah wakes up in bed with Mark, and then they try to do it, but she tries to start killing him. <laughs> yep. That was a weird scene. It was a... Do you know what that flashback was about that she had? Which flashback? Well, she was like, while she was smothering him, she was thinking about how she was eating a guy. Yes, And then I there was another about. guy watching her do it that was just, like, standing there. Did we see his face? Yeah. Oh. But I didn't recognize him. Oh. Why, well, I, I, I do know answers to that. Okay. But you don't want to tell me what nope. they are? Okay. Not yet. Um, so then, do you know All why... All these questions are relating to one donut That's question. That's totally fine. Do you know why Mark is like, oh, whatever's happening, we'll get through this together, and then he immediately bails and says he wants to run as fast away, like, run as far away as possible? Did he say that after she tried to kill him? Whatever's yeah. happening? Oh. Yeah. Then I have... Yeah, I was confused as to why he was in the car with um, Vicky. He, he literally was like, whatever you're going through, whatever's happening to you, like, we'll get through it together. And then the next we see him, he's, like, getting in the car with his one-night stand and saying he wants to go... Like... He didn't have to say anything. No, I like literally feel like they had a whole bunch of this stuff shot and just cut it out. Maybe there's a scene missing. Yeah, that's maybe you're right because that 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 was really uh, was really weird. It I was loved really weird when Mac told uh, Neil that he was like choosing not to be scared. <laughs> He's like, I choose not to be scared, uh, and. Neil's trying to get Paul to answer to tell him that he's kidnapped Mac, but it doesn't seem to be like. Um, incentive enough, I guess. No. To get him to stop doing what he's trying to do. And I love when Max, like, Paul can do anything. Like, what can you do? So obviously, Paul has shared everything about, like, what's been happening with Mac, which is really sweet. Yes. Yeah. We find out Neil was an orphan. I don't know if that's important at all. I don't think so. Mm. But he finally finds John, and he's like, yes! Maybe it has to do just with, with the, his character. And it wasn't but. until here that I noticed that his eye is back to normal. It is! His and I dead did, eye. And I'm not sure if he could see, or if, if the it just went back to looking normal. I tried to find the answer to that. And there's no solution? Couldn't find the they answer. They ran out of money to CGI his eye every episode. Quite so possibly. Like, it also felt like the fades were just normal humans because they ran out of money to CGI them. But maybe it was like, oh, this is way cheaper. Let's just make them look like humans and we don't have to. So weird. It was weird. But no, it, it also, it, they explain it. Okay. Also funny that it took me this long into the episode to notice that his eye wasn't all messed up anymore. I, uh, yeah, I tried to find the answer and it's, no. Yeah. Nowhere. Crazy. So then Neil, not satisfied that he's not getting a callback from Paul, like shows up at his house and takes Paul's mom, girlfriend, and twin sister hostage. Yeah. And uh, he basically, like, ties up Paul's mom and leaves her at the house and then takes uh, Anna and Jay. Yeah. We don't see what he does with them, but we find them there. He locks them in a, tra- a train cart. Or no, a semi-trailer thing. Yeah, it's called? like one of those, like, shipping containers. Yeah, that's things. the word. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, he locks them in there. Well, just Anna and Mac, Mac and, and then he takes, he takes Jay. Jay with him. Yeah. Craziness. So he, yeah, he he basically texts a picture to Paul with a, of a gun to Jay's head. Yeah. And so that's that finally gets his attention. They meet up, and he's trying to, like we've already discussed, basically convince him that we're going to kill John now. 
And if you don't do it, I'm going to kill all of your friends and family. Starting with Jay. And when Paul is like, no, I told you I'm not going to kill any more people, he just shoots Jay in the head. Yeah, it was a ridiculous scene that I felt like they were talking it down. And then there was just a break in the dialogue and he like straight up shot her in the head. I'm like, that was, it just, I guess it was necessary I was frustrated for the opposite reason because I guess you explaining that he was Paul's mentor and that they have a, a close relationship makes it more make more sense, makes it less frustrating to me. But Paul just kept saying, like, don't worry, Jay, like, you're not going to get hurt. And, like, walking towards her, like, he wasn't taking it at all seriously. No, he wasn't. That is true. And that's what got her shot. So, like, when he says, like, it's your fault, like, it kind of was. It kind of was his fault. Like, I rewound, and I just I just thought it was ridiculous that, I don't know. I don't know why. But it, it makes sense both. It was extreme. Yeah. No, it was awful. It was really awful. And like I said, like, I really liked her, and I really liked their relationship, and I love that they're, like, actually together. So, I, yeah, really sucks that she got shot in the face, but I was really frustrated with the way he was handling that. Like, like there was no chance that anything could go wrong. But the whole conversation just felt like it wasn't finished. Because I, I, well, he wasn't, he wasn't even making any points. All he was saying that he was, like, he could do it. But he had already tried to do it. I don't know. Uh, Paul references reborns. Is that what we're saying, John and yes. them are? Okay, that's what they call them, reborns? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Well, John sends his goons to go kill Paul on sight. He's really mad that um, Paul keeps getting away. And the shrink is like, this is your beef. Like, we don't have a beef with him. But then the shrink and the buddies... Go after Anna and Max. So like, do they that, just smell them? That's what I thought too. Like they're trying to eat them, right? Yeah, I there's think no other just... explanation for that. No, or yeah, no, because they know where Paul. Well, there is, are very supposedly. few people left to eat. Yes, so I think they would have smelt them. I, at first, I thought they were trying to kill them for John, but it was like that. That doesn't make any sense. There's no reason to do that at all. So yeah, I think they were just trying to eat them. Yeah, that was really weird though. Yeah, super like did confusing. any of them go after Paul to the woods? Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, the one dude that he, like, shot with his hands. I also, this was ridiculous to me. They went to that really early on in the episode. To the henchmen getting to that pickup, semi-pickup, whatever, semi-goddammit, shipping container. Yeah. There it is. Mm Mm-hmm. That was, like, half an, it took them forever to break into that, or they just kept flashing back to that. For way too long, because that was not matching up with whatever else was happening in the episode. Yeah. Because if it did, it took them 20 minutes to get into that in the timeline. container. I think it was because um, they that was the incentive for the conversation that Mac and Anna were having. It was. was the fear, right? So they could have found a better way to induce that without having them banging on the door. Like this the, these are the most completely time. incompetent people. Yeah. And also like just doing the same thing over and over again is not going to accomplish anything probably. No. Like if you didn't break it open right away, it's not just going <laughs> to eventually break open. 
So, yeah, that whole thing was weird. Yeah. I also just wasn't sure why they were there. And it wasn't until this morning that I was like, oh, they're probably just trying to eat them. Yeah. But, again, that's, like, so convenient. Like, there's so many, like, you know, Mark is married to Sarah and also happens to be their English teacher. But there's also happens to, many, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, stuff like that where it's like, you, you didn't need any of that, really. There's even more that uh, that never even came up in the intermediate because he's not in it. Uh, but the... The DCI that interviews Mark in the first episode is Mac's father. Oh, Mac's father. I'm shaking my head currently. I don't, you, you can't see that. Is Mac's father the one that finds Paul's mom tied up? He, oh, is that the, no, he, I don't think it is. Is that the DCI? I don't know. There's just a man and there he's is looking man. for Mac. He says, I'm it looking for Mac. It is. I didn't think he was in this episode. That and totally then is his he father. unties Paul's that mom. That was the DCI from the first episode. And then together they find um, Jay's body. Yeah. And Paul's mom just like flips out. And, and they never even find them. No, that's in the last episode. we see of them. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It just gets left like that. And I was just left to yeah, assume. Yeah, that was I'm definitely like, okay, that father. must be his dad. But then... He talks about, like, how he has such a terrible relationship with his father and how his father abandoned him. So then I was like, is his dad hey, even Paul? in the show? Mac? Mac. That's when he's talking to Anna and he says how they're the same person. And that's when he talks about when he went over and laid on and slept on Paul's floor. He's like, that's why we became friends, because we both had dads that abandoned us and that didn't care about us. Oh. So then I was like, anyway, that just made me really confused. But I guess he didn't, like, physically abandon him. No, maybe he he's just, just not a very good dad. Maybe. For his job. Emotionally? Psychologically? Who knows? Because he's yes. a detective. Okay. All right, so what else happened? I wrote, Necklace Natalie. Sarah puts knife to his throat. What does that mean? Necklace Natalie? I know, I couldn't figure it out this morning when I was like, what necklace are you talking about? Natalie, as in you never. Yes, no. Natalie, as in Natalie Dormer, um, or Sarah, or Natalie. No, they the must character. have been talking about Natalie because that's why I probably wrote it down. Sarah puts knife to his throat. So is Natalie? Are Natalie and John? Who's Natalie? She was the blonde. Yes. Fade. Does she have something to from do the first with John? Episode. Uh, quite possibly. Okay. I just. Anyways, it must have been something they were talking about that didn't make sense to me. So I was just trying to write it down. But yeah, so. Uh, Sarah threatens John, saying, like, what What am I? And then that's when he gets into the Genesis 19, talking about how Lot gave up his daughters to save the angels. Yes. And how um, John's going to repopulate the earth, but he won't have to have sex with his own kids. <laughs> like, it was so weird. So weird. That whole scene was so weird. It was really weird. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then, then it, that's it when ends she was when like, she has a seizure, pretty much. You killed much. me! And then he's like, no, I freed you. And yeah, she has a seizure, and he's like genuinely surprised. And like, she starts oh, bleeding out of the mouth. I wasn't expecting that to happen. Maybe because, is it because she's an angelic? I don't know. I have no idea why that happened. It was, I because think she's, she's having a vision again, I think, right? Like, she's still continuing to have these yeah, Visions. even though she's a fade. Yeah, because she does have a vision in this episode, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's so weird. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, she's really torn throughout this whole episode where her allegiance lies now that she's... To me, it felt like she was on totally... I want to call him Chris. On John's side. Like, that's another one of my donut questions. Is like, why is she on his side all of a sudden? Because she has that whole conversation with Alice about, like, it's hopeless... 
we've all died. Like, there's no point in fighting anymore, kind of but thing. But she does come around to... Yeah, no. Her way of thinking. Yeah, the whole For thing sure. was... But I just was wondering, like... I mean... Yeah, I don't know. Something in the middle it must have been, like, about her killing people and eating flesh and him being, like... I will answer more to this question at okay. the end. Gotcha. Well. Can we talk about the tipping point? Is that one of the donut questions? The tipping point? They talk about, uh, when they're discussing about what to do, like, whether, you know, op- reopening Ascension or killing John, um... Paul says too many of the dead have come back. We're past the tipping point. And Neil is like, don't, that's my line. Like, don't talk to me about the tipping point. And I was like, what does that mean? Like once a certain number of fades are turned into, uh, what's the word for them again? Reborn. Reborns. Um, the tipping point, a balance between, I think living people and the dead and they're now, nearing and dangerous numbers of their extinction. Like, if they can't ascend or go anywhere, like, killing them is just going to turn them back into fades. Yeah, like, if they can turn from fades into reborns, like, I don't know what killing killing them them will do. do. That's the thing. I don't understand. It's it's not explained enough for us to understand what the stakes even are. No, and, like, what is death? And, like, yeah, it's, I don't understand that whole thing. All right. Okay. Never mind. I was just interested to know about the tipping point, but I don't really need to know. Yeah, like, where do... If 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 Paul succeeds in killing John, what happens to John? Yeah, and that's my that's, question, Yeah, right? I have no is idea. Like, is he still there? Can he still touch them? Like, what... Or is it like when Paul kills people, they really die? Like, do they die, die? Do they just go... Di- I don't know. That's, yeah, that's... No, I have no answer. John tries to feed Sarah flesh. That was super gross. Yeah. And she ends up eating it. And uh, Neil tells Paul that if you he doesn't follow him and kill John, then all the others will die too. His sister and his mom. Yep. And Mac. And Alice is still trying to convince him not to do it, to go the way of, uh, of reopening Ascension. Yeah, but uh, he has now changed his mind. With Jay dead, doesn't really react to her death at all. Mm, at this point, I think point. he does. I mean, it, it's definitely internal. I would say yes, his reaction is internal, and, and not I'm like external. He, he most likely is not aware. But of he is it devastated, and he is clinging to her. Like he even says, like um, Neil says, like even you can't raise the dead. Like don't no. bother trying, kind of. Yeah, and then that's like, like I think he's sort of in shock. Yeah. That that just happened. Because like I said, he is so convinced that there's no fucking way anything is going to happen to her. Well, the whole time he's... I feel like he's even sure that nothing will happen to Mac. And I think that comes from his very close and... Not very close, but his honest relationship with Neil that just recently turned against him. Yeah, I guess. And to me, even just knowing Neil from the first episode and seeing him as a good guy... That, I know, I didn't come off that much. I mean, I didn't think he was, like, terrible, but he definitely was, like, really creepy and weird. He was creepy, but I feel like he was... Maybe because Sarah was working with him. Like, I yeah. feel like because just because he's an angelic, they are... Yeah, but that's me seeing the fades as evil also, which they aren't. So, yes, I think overall the angelic's code of morals is never really well established 
Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's really not super well established. Yeah. Yeah. So they finally show up at the mayor's office, and that's when they have the big showdown. And, uh, like, Neil's there, Sarah's there, John is there, Paul's there, Alice. Uh, Alice and Sarah fight, and Neil starts uh, shooting at John. I guess this must be these magical bullets, or maybe real bullets kill them once they're reborn, who knows. Uh, and then I think they are magical. John is, like, uh, reciting some fun poetry about Paul. And Neil, that was kind of cute. I'm like, <laughs> why couldn't anybody sneak Funny around and shoot him? Limericks. Uh, well, I'm not even convinced shooting him was going to even do anything. Yeah, I don't know either. Ugh. I thought he actually had to use his, you know, powers mm-hmm. to kill him. His magic shooting fire hand powers. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That so magic. that's when Sarah's like, Helen, Kiki, Maddie, and Philip, and I—we all died. Like, do you know who Kiki and Maddie are? Nope. Okay. Nope. But you do know who Phil is? Yes. And why he's dead? Nope. Okay. And that's when Paul finds out the, that they built the mall over the Ascension spot because um, John's going on about, I didn't even understand that whole thing when he was talking about when he died and he used to visit the mall. And like, that whole thing was weird. Yeah. Yeah. And this whole this whole scene... Yeah, and then uh, Paul just, like, decides, okay, fuck this, I'm going to turn on both of you, and he decides that he's just going to leave, and Neil is like, if you leave, Mac will die, and he's like, yeah, I might die too, but I think this is what Mac would want. He'd want me to make the right decision. What I found ludicrous in this whole monologue, too, after he, he points the gun, or his hands at both of them, Yeah, and he's like... The whole father thing comes up again. His father was a selfish bastard who just left them, and he will not be selfish. I'm like, again, it's not even necessary. Yeah, why is that such a, like... There's thing? already so much happening that could like, make him damaged. Yeah. He doesn't need that. Maybe the the person, the man who wrote this, Jack Thorne, maybe he's just got really bad problems, and he really wanted to stick it to his dad in this, be like, look, dad, you suck. It's your fault that this I'm is you so upset. About. And then even Sarah's like, don't go. Like, you know what's going to happen. You've seen what happens. And he's like, no, I'm going. Forget it. Uh, so, yeah. Then he goes to the mall. You, like, yeah. Vicky shows up and takes Mark away. We already talked about that. Because he's a jerk. Yes. That I, I wrote the would-be the would be fling from the pilot. Picks him yeah. up. <laughs> and they leave. The one-night stand. Yeah, they they literally left town together. So Neil says, uh, I am what I am, an angelic. And Sarah says, you're, a fa- you're as much of a fade as I am. Like, what does that mean, do you to think? To Neil? Yeah. Oh my god, I have no idea. Maybe it was just like, you're dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> I just wasn't sure what that meant. No, I don't know. Well, I no, I don't know either. So Paul's back he at the... He seems uh, like he's dying this whole time. Yeah. He definitely doesn't seem like suit, like he's in good shape no. mentally or physically, for sure. No. And maybe he's got... Maybe he's shot? Maybe we missed something. Mm. Well, no, I, I didn't see anything on the previously on. Yeah. No, I mean, like, in that office he got shot, maybe. Because everyone maybe. was shooting at everybody else. Yeah. Uh, but I think it was more of like a... You know, you you might as well be dead because your life is so pathetic and sad. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So Paul's back at the escalator with 20 minutes to go. Uh, Mac tells Anna, like, okay, we probably definitely are going to die right now, so I might as well tell you all the reasons why we would be so great together. Mm-hmm. Which was extremely adorable. And then he tells her he's been in love with her since he was 10 years old. Yes. Yeah. So cute. Yep. Paul blows a big asshole in the fountain of the mall, and that's where the ashes come from. And the volcano of light and that we've been yeah, seeing in the shot, dreams. He shot a hole into the, the ceilings. That's why there's all the open light. Mm-hmm. My God. And then John shows up and he's like, I'm here to kill you. Yeah. 70 years of pain and blah, blah, blah. He shoots Paul. Then he starts beating the crap out of Paul. Then he breaks Paul's hand. Like, overkill. Paul does not fare well in this fight. No. But he's also not trying because he's still set on not... Hurting anyone. Hurting anyone. Even the most evil person of all the evil people? Yeah. Crazy. So crazy. And then he goes to stab him, but Sarah jumps in between and, like, takes the stabbing. And I'm like, okay, what's the point of that? Uh, Is she human? No. May? Be? Yeah, we, well, we don't know the rules. That's no, the we problem. Don't. We, don't. we don't know any of the and rules I don't know if or any of the stakes. Them. But she definitely dies. Well, obviously, because she bursts into light anyways. But I feel like all of them did at that point, yeah. so I don't even know if that stab had anything to do with you're it. You're right. Yeah, you're right. John, you can do it. Let him. It's what you've always wanted. To ascend. Not anymore. I want to live. <laughs> You're so, yeah, and then why is she so scared of getting stabbed? Then if it doesn't it's even like, matter, that's that's I didn't. You're right. You're so right. Oh god, it she has tells so many problems. John, she's like, okay, well, just let him, let him do it. Like you wanted to ascend all this time, and he's like, nope, not anymore. I want to live. So I feel like they yeah. are alive. Like they're living, breathing people. Yeah. So maybe her getting stabbed does kill her again. Couldn't she just come back? But well, see, that's, that's the thing. thing. Is like, does it keep going over and over again? Like, do you infinitely continue to keep turning into a fade and then turning into a reborn? Because that then seems dying to be the thing. Then... Like, you die and you become a fade, regardless. <sighs> Paul, or are there rules for no? Jumps off the balcony. I thought he was going to jump into the hole while like doing the power, so that <laughs> like he would die, but it destroy would, himself. But it would work. But nope, he had wings and he flew. We found out before this. Okay, episode. that was one of my donor questions. Does he know that he has wings? Yes. Okay, that's good. Yes. So then he wasn't trying to kill himself. He no. knew that was going to happen. Yep. Yes. So he blows the hole and uh, all the fades start to dissolve with the light, which magically saves Mac and Anna right before they're about to get eaten. Which was, like, what the hell? After 35 magically. minutes. Magically. They finally got it open. Yep. That was definitely some... As they get sucked away. Does that like they, they didn't even figure out a way to save themselves. No. Like, the whole time he was trying to... Also, how did they even get free from those chains? Did they? Well, yeah, because they find what's-his-butt in the parking oh, yeah, lot. yeah, how did like, they... no one came think, and rescued them. I think he was working on that thing for a long time to scrape away at it, but, It like, was it, like a nail file. It didn't There's do anything. No exactly, that's my point. Like, no amount of time was going to get them out of there. No. But then they're magically out of there. They're just... It's it's another missing scene yeah. thing. Okay, so here's where we can finally talk about the birds, because Sarah bursts into a bunch of firebirds. No, not the, Sarah. He does. No, they both do. Sarah is... 
They're oh, doves. Wait, that's They're because birds. dove birds, firebirds. And I, then he is like, looks like he's being ripped apart and that he's in pain, which is not what happened to her. And then he turns into a bunch of cr- like dark crows. Oh, yes, they are. They are all light birds, yes. So does that mean like he, that's like him going to hell and yes. her going to heaven? Yes. Because she had like the, the dove birds? Yes. It's just like Sons of Anarchy. Well, I know he's the, like, the only one who burns up with these horrible birds. Well, the only I, one we saw, yeah. Yes. Because we don't really well, see the other guys. Else. The we other just phase, saw the lights go. Light. They also went light. Yeah, and birds. Yes. So they, I think they successfully ascended, but John did not. Ugh, that was rough. But yeah, yeah. There's no a- answer past that. Gotcha. Okay. So then, uh, <laughs> Paul goes out to the parking lot of the mall and watches it burn, basically. And Max shows up with Anna, and he's like, again. You know, making light of good news, bad news. Good news is we're alive. Bad news is, like, we're in love. Yeah. And um, then Neil is, like, in the doorway of, like, some street. Yeah, he no, he, he at the bottom of the stairs, cow, cowered in some corner. Yeah. The clouds Legitimately go dying. And the, then he's talking. The clouds go red. Yeah. And he says, I told him you don't fuck with a Ascension? Or was it Ascension? Ascension. Okay. Ascension. Uh, is he talking to John? No, I think he's just talking to himself, but he's reacting. I think John uh, is dead. I know, but I, I meant like in the sky. Oh, no, I think he's just talking <laughs> like, out loud to himself. Talking to God, talking to, like, you know what I mean? Like, I thought, to me, it seemed like someone could hear that. Not that he was, like, saying that out loud to I himself. Think, I think, yeah, he was. I, I don't think, think he was trying to be like, it wasn't my fault. Like, I told him not to do that. It's, so it's possible he's talking to some higher power that yeah. we never knew about. To me, about. that was like, a, like John's gone, but he's not gone forever. Yeah. That's what that line meant to me. That's what it felt like, yeah, kind of thing. I, and then Anna is, like, asking over and over again, where's, where's Jay? Jay? Which is, and then... We don't get an answer. He just, like, breaks down into tears. tears. He's this, covered in blood. This whole time, the expression on his face of, like, complete... Murder age did yeah. not change until he broke into complete tears, and then it ends. Yeah, on Neil saying, "Like I told him not to fuck with this because the sky is now red and the whole world is going to turn upside down because Ugh. he fucked with." But we will never know. And that was the fades. Yeah, that yeah we will never. Know. Then it got canceled. We'll never know. But what we will do is win me a donut. So let's, let's let's do this. Let's tell me. Okay, or maybe you'll win it. We've got a five question quiz here today. Yeah, and if I get three out of five right, then I get the donut. That is correct. Okay, I'm gonna concentrate really hard then. All right, question number one. Neil requests that Paul requests that Paul severs all ties to his family and friends. What does Paul do? A, he, ignore, he ignores his warning and takes Jay to the school dance. B, he ignores his warning and in turn severs all ties with Neil, threatening him with his powers. C, he ignores his warning and fearing for their safety, goes home inadvertently revealing his whereabouts to John. And D, he heeds his warning and spends several weeks away from society with Neil, learning about everything, that, er, learning everything about the fades and his abilities. Uh. That's tempting. I want to say that it is, um, he ignores the warning and goes to the dance, or he heeds the warning and goes away for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick dance. You are correct! Yes! 
It is the school dance. Yes. This is episode two. Amazing. Um, Neil gets ambushed by a bunch of fades outside. Uh, this is when Helen comes back as a fade at the end of this, but he, um, yes. A, a couple of fades in this episode also kill two 12-year-old bullies that were bullying Paul earlier in this episode. Oh. 12-year-old boys. Two of them are killed on this show by so, fades. By a fade. By episode two, the fades... I think all this the is... fades are, like, corporeal? No. No. Okay. Not all of them, but I think... Well, I think it may still Just be John again. that kill the 12 I think there's, a, there's a, a couple of them at this point that are back. Gotcha. Maybe there's more than just John in the first one. Who knows? I may have made that up. <laughs> all right. At the end... We like to make things guys, up around here. It may... Maybe all of this didn't actually oh, happen on the show. That's our job. That's yeah. TV Donut, is to make things up. Yes. At the end of episode three, a shocking twist plays out. What is it? A, the fades are denied ascension because of a curse, which can only be broken by a special hero. B, Natalie, the dead girl from the pilot, materializes and kills Anna's boyfriend, Steve. C, Paul learns of his ability to fly when he is thrown off a building by John. Or D, Paul gets hit by a car and falls into a coma. Mm, I'm going to say it's the flying thing. That C. would be C. The correct answer is D. Oh no, he gets he hit, hit by, by a car, car, goes in a coma? Falls into a coma. Damn it, Janet. Why do so many people on these shows end up in comas? Eh. Comas are so frequent on television. They are, especially in a six episode se- se- season. Yeah, it's like crazy. Uh, what happened that closed the ascension point in the woods? Okay. A, Paul physically destroyed it, unable to control his powers. Yep. B, Paul died and his subsequent resurrection destroyed it. Mm-hmm. C, Paul tried to temper with it by making it larger to allow everyone to move on. Yep. Or D, it just went away like the rest of them. I'm just going to say B because he, she said this is where Phil brought you back and where you broke ascension. Correct. Yes, I listened. His coma, he is in a coma, he dies and he comes back. In, Ooh, in a very After he gets hit by a car. Yeah, gotcha. the car, the car, Yes. Too bad he's not a fade, because fades can get hit by cars. He comes back as a fade. I think he is a fade for a brief moment. That's when he destroys the ascension point, but I wasn't entirely able to figure that out. Gotcha. Uh, so, yeah. Amazing. So, um, did they have sex after the coma, or he before the coma? He had sex in the beginning of episode three, I think, after the dance. Right. So, it was before the coma. Gotcha. Before he got hit by a That's car. That's why he got hit by a car, and you don't, you know... Shouldn't have sex when you're unmarried. Yeah, and God will hit you with a car. That's a good good advice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's happening to Sarah in the finale? I a. have no idea, <laughs> but I really do want to know. She's on drugs. Oh God. B. Okay. She's been turned against the angelics by John. Yeah, it c. certainly felt like it. She was resurrected when in, when Ascension was destroyed along with Paul. Or D. She is materializing after eating human meat. Mm, materializing? Yes. Okay, so going from being a fade to being reborn involves eating human flesh. Possibly, if that's the correct answer. D. That is the correct answer. Yes, I won the donut! Yes! That makes more sense. Okay. It's, it's, but that begs the question, how the hell did the first fade materialize? If you can't interact with humans, how can you eat their flesh? Right. Well, John, I think, was hell-bent on, like, becoming he was. this thing. He had, like, 70 years, so I'm sure he, like, he figured out and a he way. he worked really hard at it. And exactly. he succeeded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, in a way, that, that is a good... Yeah, I yeah. can accept that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so it was, well, obviously, yes, it was John. And uh, last question, why is John so angry? A, Paul destroyed Natalie, the woman John loved. B, he has been reborn for centuries, doomed to linger, waiting for Paul. C, because Paul is stronger than him. Or D, he's been trying to kill Neil for over a decade. Wow. I feel like a lot of those are, are strong answers. Like, in the pilot, if Natalie is the blonde girl, then we saw Paul, like, walk through her. But I don't know if that counts as killing her. No, she she definitely doesn't... That I don't think that had anything to... She didn't die at that point. Yeah. But you mean, like, killed her when she was alive alive? No. No. Because that's not possible. We do know he's been roaming the earth for 70 years, but I don't know that he's been waiting for Paul, to, like, that he even knows... I don't know. I mean, it doesn't matter because I already won. Yes. Uh, I'm going to say C. Because Paul is stronger than him? Yes. It is A. Because he destroyed Natalie. How did he destroy Natalie? Natalie Natalie was abducted by the Angelics and tortured by Neil to find out more about John and how they're coming back. I think at this point she was already reborn. Um, And Paul can destroy them once they're... But yeah, I don't know about that. But yes, so... John went into this bunker. Neil took took um, Paul to the bunker when Neil was in his coma. He thought he was having an out-of-body experience, and but Neil told him he was dead. But he did die. But So anyway, he took him to this bunker, destroyed Natalie somehow with his powers during this. But John killed all of the angelics that were there except for Neil. So the only ones left at the end of the pilot are, or finale are Neil... And it also on the internet said that Jay was an angelic, which that was the only time I ever read about that. Mm. So I don't know if that... It said, like, yeah, it, that Jay and Neil were the only angelics left alive. Like, I d- didn't mention that. She but was, Jay's not alive. Yeah, no, she isn't by the end of the finale. But at that point, before she died, there was only the two of them. Right. It said this, but that was but one source. There's also Paul. And there's Paul, who is something more than an angelic, I think. Right. But who knows? Yep. So the only one alive at the end is Neil, and Paul is alive. Amazing. Uh, yes! Yes, you won the donut! Yeah, let me see it. Here you go. What this kind of donut the, is it? The box. It's a I'm brand so new one. to eat it right now. Oh my god, it looks chocolate. It is not chocolate. Oh, it's purple. Passion fruit? No. Um, raspberry? No. What is it? Blue! Oh, blueberry. It's blueberry. It's blueberry lemon. Ooh. Well, it looks and smells amazing. Yeah, so I've never seen it. I'm so it's happy that I paid such close attention to these episodes because some of those answers were in like one line. They were. Dialogue. Definitely were. That I managed to put together with my smart brain and my obsessive knowledge of television. Yeah, it was there. Okay. Well, is there anything else you wanted to talk about the fades i mean i don't want to say i don't recommend it see no like that's the thing i like there was parts i I enjoyed it so much and there was part of me who was legitimately considering watching the episodes in between but i don't think i will yeah i don't think i will either but i'm kind of disappointed it's yeah unlike the fall or even hit and miss where like i really was drawn in and and wanted to see more of the story this one, uh, even though I liked all the characters, 
I, I wasn't really that interested to uh, go on this journey with them. Yeah, no, I, th- I feel like it was, it's a very hard one Yeah, to place even. Well, what are you going to do? On the scale of one to ten. If you're super into sci-fi, I would definitely check it out. I think it's, I would not say don't watch it. Yeah. It's, uh, it was definitely high quality. The writing was great. The dialogue was great. I feel like the first episode felt a little more grounded. A lot of the reviews I read said that it got off to a wonky start, but by the end of it, by like episode three, or yeah, two or three, yeah, episode three, they kind of got into it more and yeah. it, it got a lot better. But I first, like, I feel like the pilot was more grounded than the finale was and more realistic somewhat. And I don't know. Yeah. Well, in terms of people's behavior, I would definitely think so. I think that there was a lot of extreme behavior in the finale. Yes. But my biggest issue was that um, I was just lost a lot of the time. I think there was, yeah, we complained so much about in Bionic Woman about the level of like explanation and the like the exposition, the unnecessary information we were getting. There was a, yeah. And in this one, it felt like it was, yeah, we needed way more information than we got. I was anticipating that scene where Neil explains it all for like the the whole time before it Or even just have someone like research it on the internet and then tell us what's going on. But it's also why it feels so natural is because we aren't being like overly explained everything (laughs) so it's a tough line and we don't find out much more throughout like neil never mentors him really well that's what i mean even by the finale it didn't feel like they had explained the rules of what was happening which takes away from the stakes like there's a really good miniseries in Torchwood, which when they start, they do a whole season about what happens when people on Earth just stop dying. Mm-hmm. Like, no one dies. Yeah. And after a few months, that is um, a huge problem. Well, yeah. And it's like, even people that are, like, shot in the head or, like, cut in half, like, you can't, you can't. nobody dies. And it's crazy, and I highly recommend you watch it. It's, yeah. It blew my mind, just thinking of the ramifications of that, and I feel like this could have been interesting like that. It if, could, definitely. If there was a clog, and all of a sudden, people that died didn't go anywhere, and then started coming back to life. There was a lot more potential here, I feel yeah. like, than it pulled off. Yeah, but I really loved all the actors and everything. Well, I guess since it's just the two of us, I'm going to have to pick a number this you, time. Yeah, and I think that I'm should be okay. I'm not going to look at the list, so nope. I won't know. Uh, and I can't exactly tell you what the high... I think it's 970-something? What, uh, 970? I'm going to go with 632. That's my number. I What's will your go number? I uh, 341. 341... I wonder if I've pick, ever and picked the six, same number. I feel like we always, well, not me, because I don't really pick numbers that often, but it feels like we do, but probably not. It doesn't matter, because they're different every time, every because time. one gets deleted every week. 341 is Treme. Uh-huh. I've always wanted to watch that. That's an intense one. HBO. Is it HBO? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then 632, oh my god, WB, a comedy called Raising Dad. 
See, that sounds familiar, but I only because... I feel like that could not be the more opposite. No, I think those are... Yeah. CW, Raising Dad Comedy, or HBO, Treme, <laughs> Drama. Uh, and it's my donut. You know what? I'm going to let you pick it. I can't decide. No, let's do Treme. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, thank you guys so much for listening. We have had an awesome time talking about the fades. And I hope you uh, you enjoyed just the two of us today. Yeah, we definitely missed our Piers Ray, but he will be back for the next episode to talk about Treme. Yeah. And we and will, we see will you be then. here as well. That's right. Okay. Bye. Enjoy, enjoy your day.